it's an interesting choice of words. Well, I mean, it's going to be like a really funny show to do. Please, we'll see you Thank you. 
It's amazing. It's just me plus four on every door around town. Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. Tony, that's you singing, isn't it? <laughs> Tempted. Honestly, that's the best job you've done. At first, <laughs> Nikki and I looked at each other and went, that's in tune. Yeah, right. That's not Cockney. Are you singing the chorus as well? <laughs> then I did. And then Matt goes, you have to do something called harmony. So I'm going, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> That me just eight times me. Just can you just photocopy me a few times and paste that in? No dice. But uh, you know, words and lyrics, courtesy the real life of Richard Martin, yeah. co-producer of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, which bits were you, Rich? Uh, all, all the good bits, all the CGI bits. I did that. And all you crack them out, boom! I took care of that. Let's get yeah. down to actual hard news. Let's do that next. You want to try and hit the post off this one, Rich? <laughs> I wouldn't even dare. Come on, Rich, have a go. Well, it's only seven seconds. Okay, okay. what do you got for it? It's no post, it's more of a... Uh, I'm more of a... Let's get this one triple A right around the country, thanks to absolutely nobody. serious-looking film clip actors, and then the words like love as they wander off into the distance. Wow. Yeah. Bring back the old days of the Nick Kershaw style. Yeah, chroma key for everyone. Yeah. Hey, while we're talking about music and uh, great recording artists, Beaconsfield Mind Survivors, Todd Russell and Brant Webb, are uh, putting out a single with their wives. Oh, okay. So, so you can style. Yeah. I'm hoping that'll be the clip. <laughs> In front of the helicopter at Beaconsfield. <laughs> that look great. The song, 321 Hours, recorded with uh, Brent and Todd, uh, the missuses, and then Adelaide band Unitopia, bringing up the rear, signifies the amount of time they were trapped uh, two, well, 925 metres underground. Wow. I mean, on paper, it sounds great. You've got an Adelaide band and you've got uh, Todd and Brant. Yeah. Uh, Brant. Brant. Brant, sorry. And the South Australian <laughs> accent. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, wouldn't it be coincidental if it went gold, <laughs> this single? Yeah, well, it's, it's 321 hours. I mean, is that... I think they'd do an existing song. You think they'd have a bit of this? Uh, maybe they just don't want to be reminded of the word mine. <laughs> Stop saying my voice. I wasn't expecting him to have such a high, melodious voice. Maybe yeah, just the video clip. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, a bit like the sort of phrase style. Oh, yeah. Pacey face. Yeah, yeah. Serious looking. And a bit of... Song though, crouched in a tiny booth 925 <laughs> metres underground just to get the feel yeah. right. Right feel. None of these are the go. No. What about Todd and Brent do Adam and Brent music? Oh. <laughs> I want to hear some Brent music. Unplug the main show. Brent, 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 Todd, Brent, Brent. I just want a bit more Brent. I just love hearing the word Brent. Brent. Alien Brent farm. That'll work. I don't know. What about giving him an angry editorial on Sunrise? A brand rant. Every day, an angry brand live from a tiny cage 925 metres below the studio. Time for today. Just shouting out. That's a brand rant. And everywhere he goes, fans screaming, Why is your name Brand? <laughs> You can't just say I'm going to combine Brad and Brent. You can't just do that. Walk around. Wouldn't that be a name? No. That'll be, that, be anarchy. They're calling themselves Brodney and Brigel. <laughs> Rahomid. Why is his name Brad? Never been addressed. Yeah. Right. Thousands and thousands of paragraphs about that bloke. Never once asked about the name. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the story before that was that they had fallen out. No. Did you read that oh, one as well? Really solo careers. Yeah, that's true. Like, that, that they not necessarily enemies, but they oh, weren't. They don't socialise together and whatever. Okay. So if the Aryans, right, when they're up for best new, best single, yeah. but they've fallen out, so one of them comes out giving you the new, right, with, with his missus. <laughs> and then... Nickel Brand. Yeah, Nickel Brand. 
And then the other one walks on, and like a reunion on stage. And then they're, they're hugging. Now we're back together. Covering the old Kylie and Jason number. <laughs> Especially for you. Wow. Just, have you got any recording news over there, Mr. Marsden? What have you got? So I heard you mention Samantha Fox off here. Oh, yeah. Because I know the statue's gone up in Serbia. Mm. Well, that's interesting that you bring it up because apparently they're going to pull it down right. because she's burnt them. She's, they're not happy with Samantha Fox. Oh, so there'll be footage like in uh, the back you know, the back yeah, yeah. yeah, Samantha Fox statue coming down. Samantha Fox insurgents causing havoc. <laughs> <laughs> Being dragged through the city square. Because uh, <laughs> they, they were beginning to build the statue and then she didn't uh, turn up to the event. Uh, and so they've actually nixed the Samantha Fox statue in the nation of Serbia. No. Is the one of Rocky still up there, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. He has let them down. Sylvester Stallone's all gold. Yeah. But uh, the other story is that apparently the sculptors got to the bus part and then they actually ran out of cement. Paul, Paul, read this news story. Don't worry about it. They've got a bath towel around the neck. Right, they've got no voted for you. Now listen, can you read this story? And I'm going to joke about it. You read the drum good. Got his boring crew ready to go. Hey, there's more going on in show business. Those logies are getting closer. We're going to talk about that next. Get there. ACDCU shook me all night long. They would say that, wouldn't they? Here at Triple M, the show is get this. Tony Martin and Cavalry Richard Martin, all wearing capes as we bring the show to you during April, yeah. where you could win an iMac, a real 24-inch yeah. iMac, personally uh, uh, drawn on by us. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> Without a sandwich. Just no. You've got three sandwiches queued up and ready to go, and another three over there in a bag. Yeah. Have one I will. before we speak. Sorry. I reckon. <laughs> we're going to be drawing a winner. Is that what you're saying? No, we're not going to be drawing a winner. No, we're no, going to no. be awarding the computer yeah. to whoever gives us the best shot of it. Oh. Going about the everyday business, now, we have been very clear on this, with the addition of a cape. Now, we've got some wonderful entries. Uh, Who's that bloke just standing uh, at the fax machine, oh, looking bored with a cape? That is masterpiece. Tristan, <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant. You're not yourself. Picture a man in a suit, looks like he hates his life and his job, like, you know, with the boringest job in the world, and then a beautiful green velvet cape. Fully as well. Beautiful. <laughs> here we go. Some, oh, well, the lunatics they sent there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. uh, here we are. Here's a nice uh, the lady digging a hole <laughs> with a kid completely wrapped up in a cape. Wow. Like, like, so there's a mother-daughter cape thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. This <laughs> is nice. Uh, this is from Richard Highland. We might be related, Richard. Uh, who is he's just standing in his corridor with a piece of kind of Chiffon tied around his neck. <laughs> Giving the thumbs up. <laughs> Giving the thumbs up. And here he is changing his eye. Yes. That's what we're talking doing about. Some, doing some mundane activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cape is what we really yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. We get caught in all sorts of wheel jacks. Now, there's a bit uh, of a capable gallery starting on the website yeah. if you want to see some yeah. of these photos. Yeah. The ones we're mentioning here will be added today, hopefully. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This being the most visual show on radio, just try and imagine them. I'd like to think that everyone's going to be caped up as they arrive at the Logies uh, this year, and that's getting closer. And who will be uh, talking to them normally? Here we go. Richard Wilkins. Oh, Dickie Wilkins. Listen to this. Jules Lund. 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 fashion expert when he uh, does the red carpet special on Channel 9. Mm-hmm. For the Logies. Gee, Lund. Moving up the ladder. Has he leapfrogged over TV hopeful Jake Wall? Oh, I think the hopes of TV hopeful Jake Wall have been dashed. Really dashed? I don't think ever since he, you know, swanned about on the ice. No, no sign of him. Oh, no, no word on this. He one of the three deaths that they've been hushing up. Yeah, three deaths <laughs> during that skating show. It's all been hushed up. <laughs> tell you what. Right. Yeah. Tell you what. The most fatalities ever for a nice game really? program, that's what I heard. Wow, beat the Dutch record of two and a bit. <laughs> two and a severing. What? Uh, have you got a uh, TV Week? Oh, uh, never, never to be found wanting for a competition, our friends at TV Week. Hmm. Who do you want to send to the loogie? They've got six finalists, mm. uh, and they've all, so here they are, all yeah. given a, 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 right. a makeover. Right. Lovely dudes, everybody. And then they've got reasons as to why they should go to the loogie. Now, this is what's interesting. Because they've all gone a slightly different angle. Uh-huh. And it'll be interesting to see what resonates with the TV Week readers. Mm. A light and boast that they are. So we've got uh, Cara. So Cara is kind of like, there we go. Yeah. Where is she from? Um, uh, TV Week. Oh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Oh. So she says she's interested in fashion and makeup. 
right? So she, she'd like to go to Logie's to look at fashion and makeup. Right, okay. It's quite a standard response. Yeah. Yep. Then you've got Dante. <laughs> He's the choker. <laughs> uh, I want to dance with Daryl, feud with Bert, tempt with Ed, and keep an eye on Gretel. Take me to Logie's. Uh, so he'd be a card. And then you've got Dolly. Dolly's here, and she says she wants to go to the Logie's because I can't get enough of TV week, and I would love to take my sister along. She's sucking up. Big suck up. Then, then, the big guns come out. Ready? Time for the heartstrings. We've got uh, Renee Tanner. My daughter-in-law, Renee, deserves a makeover. Her daughter, something, something, and her husband had an accident. She needs some joy. Oh, and right. she was nominated by her mother-in-law. But here we go. So you've got a choice. You can go with heartstrings, sucking up. Yeah, or just like fashionable. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. And there's this. I'm a single mum who never gets a break. This is uh, Nicole Clark speaking. To have the opportunity to go to the Logies would be simply unbelievable. So where did they find these people for the photo? They've just chosen five people at random. And then she said, give us some heartstrings. And then this one, there's Richard M., uh, who says, I'm an out-of-work panel operator. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a new pavement T-shirt and nowhere to wear it. <laughs> and I'm a single mum. So I... <laughs> is that like getting I think so. <laughs> wow. I I where will you be sitting? That's the thing about the life. What I was going to say. Are you going to be at the front with Eddie? Yep. Or are you going to be right up oh. the back? the back. With Jules Blunt and Jake Wall. <laughs> Or are you going to be where our Logie's there? Maybe. Pete Smith. Oh, the Smith. Out yeah. in the corridor. They actually put his table out in the corridor last <laughs> year. He wasn't in the main room. Just peering around the corner. <laughs> Just enunciating. Our man in the corridor, Pete Smith. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, obviously the further away you are from the stage, yeah. the lower status you have in the TV industry. But the closer you are to the toilet, mm. where all the gear goes down. <laughs> where the action is. Literally. <laughs> you ever seen anything? Never been. Never been to the Logie's. Never been. No. I think I've been banned. No, what'd you do? Well, because the late show won. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, and we then peaked in this up. Yeah, hilarious. Like, yeah. just cracked the shits and said, you're never going to be allowed here again. Oh. Even though Pete killed. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was a comedy award. Literally, he killed, literally. <laughs> he did. He's been known to kill some people out. Not for the first time. Yeah, another snake as well. Bit Tim Webster in the face again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we all done on the Logies? Yeah. What, what we're saying is... I'm actually quite interested to find out who wins this competition. Yeah, we'll be following that. Whether it's heartstrings, mm. hilarity, mm. or just kind of, I'd like to look pretty somewhere. You're so undernourished today, Ed. I can just feel it again. You haven't had enough to eat. We are going to help you out today. Tasty snacks. Have you heard about the Bogan Burger? No. Have you heard what's in it? Lots. We'll be talking about that next. They look like two innocent young girls, so I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> on Triple M where it is Capral. I tell you what, it's not easy wearing a cape around the office. No, so things for it to catch on. Not when you move like you do, because you pace a lot. <laughs> That's true. Endless snags. Where you walk, Martin. <laughs> pulling a pile of chairs. Yeah. Microphone sales guys. <laughs> going to a meeting? Just an idea that I didn't know about? I'm telling you though, Capral, it did seem like such a good idea at the time. Well, we didn't, well it didn't. Oh. I mean, you know, forget about what seemed. Okay. I'll tell you what was. Yeah, okay. And uh, it, the work on it started in November. Yeah, I know. And that's been the case yeah. for the last 10 years. Okay. He's so adamant about these things. And then he just walks off. Runs in, says his piece, and then walks off. <laughs> Where did he find the time? That's our booth man for you. Hey, let's hear some music. Let's hear some music. Come on, the thing was easy no, top today. What have you got for us? Fresh off the presses. Yeah. Uh, all weekend, I've been learning to tap. Oh, yes. Working on, working on my Freddie Mercury. Uh, I know that you, Richard, have been working on your impersonations of old female movie stars. <laughs> yep, sure. And Tony, what have you been doing? <laughs> I've just been struggling with this game. Okay, then let's put that all together. Are you ready, Rich? Sure. One, two, three, four. I want to talk to you. The last time we talked, Mr. Smith, you reduced me to tears. I promise you it won't happen again. Grace Kelly here. Get this on Triple M. A lot of people calling up. We replayed Slim Shady Senior. Yeah. 
on Friday's show, people wanting to know where they can get a copy of it. It's at the end of the latest Get This podcast. Yes. What's in it, Tone? Podcast 74. I can't remember what's in it apart from that. It's a bit of David O'Doherty. The O.D. But it's a gold mine. It's, oh, I shouldn't say gold mine. Oh, no, here comes Will Ferrell. It's Prospect of Gus Chicken. Gus just knew about the reason how to eat in a fancy restaurant. Oh, heck. When craft work at the stage, what <laughs> <laughs> that austere German music does, it just gets me thinking cholesterol. Thinking bratwurst. Have a look at this, Ed Cavalli. Oh, that is something called. Oh my God, the Bogen Burger. Give me a look. I'll, well, I'll just read you the ingredients. Oh. This is being served up. That's okay. There's a picture of steaks on the back of the article. I'm quite happy with those. Something for everybody. Mm. In Melbourne at the uh, Napier Hotel in Fitzroy, the Bogan Burger. What's in Australia? Yeah. $15.50, a big Turkish bread roll mm. topped with a steak and chicken, oh, yeah. schnitzel, yeah, potato yeah. cake, bacon, oh, egg, oh. cheese, onion, pineapple and beetroot. Comes with a mountain of uh, mm. mashed potato wedges mm. and salad. Chef Charlie Chef Charlie Shepherd says it's become immensely popular. We sell about fifteen a day. Listen to this. It's mainly blokey action, free football to soak up a lot of beer. But you get the rowdy nurses in too. The oh, rowdy, rowdy nurses. <laughs> That's my idea of heaven. It's just a rowdy nurse in a uniform ordering one of those. <laughs> But uh, keep in mind, you know, this goes on all over the world. In 2005, Denny's Beer Barrel Pub in Pennsylvania introduced its Beer Barrel Belly Buster. Four kilogram patty buried beneath 25 cheese slices on a 40 centimetre bun. It's just, it's just, it's too much for me, Mm. you know? Mm. You could sleep on that burger. You could, but look the bogan. Just look at that. Oh, yeah, I'd like to look at it. And let me just tear my so-called jokes off the top. I'll look. You tell jokes. <laughs> wow, behind the scenes. Mm. I'll have a coronary. Thank you very much. <laughs> just serve that up. Is that? I mean, if you're going that far, mm. if it's that much meat, yeah. I say just get a whole lot of rissoles, <laughs> put them in a tennis ball machine, and just have them fire <laughs> down your throat. <laughs> Would that be that challenge? challenge? I would take that challenge. And is it okay? I've got an idea. I said, "What we're doing today?" No, no, a, a series of tennis ball machines set up, right? Yeah, yeah. And some hungry types, myself mm-hmm. and the like, mm-hmm. uh, and you fire wristles. What you catch, you eat. <laughs> well, what we want today is: Have you actually done something like that? Yeah. Tasty snacks of your own invention. Oh, I love it when we do this. Tasty snacks. I've uh, I've invented a new meal. Yeah. It's after dessert, yeah. uh, and it's called Papa. It's porridge for supper. And what it is is after dinner porridge. No, no, after dessert. So you've had uh, you've had your dinner. Yeah. And you've had your dessert. You've had it. Des- you've had your dessert. Okay. Mm, I feel like porridge now. Yeah. And you're thinking I'm a bit peckish. I don't know if I'll be able to get to sleep. Massive bowl of porridge wow. with delicious nuts and honey. Mm mm mm. All right. I've never had dessert. Dessert is really. Never had dessert. dessert. Never no, made it that far. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just too much after a big meal. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. delicious Sunday. No. Well, I mean, I've had it, you know, as separately as part of its own meal. Have yeah, you ever actually had an addendum to the meal? I've never had it. I once saw Richard Martin at an airport have a meal that consisted of a large. Uh, McDonald's Sunday and a packet and chips and hot chips. Wow. Yeah. I sweeten it out. <laughs> See, that's, that's a good thing. Tricking the taste buds. What are you Back and forth, you get some grapes in one hand, yeah. some salt, when you get chips in the oh, other. tone. It's playing with your, the mind of your tongue, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> or tongue. Just go bang, bang, just alternate oh. shots. <laughs> bang, chuck, chuck. Just keeping your tongue on its toes. Oh, dear, dear. But have you ever eaten that much meat, Mr. Martin? There's in there <laughs> a four-kilogram patty. I'm quite good these days at getting a roast happening. Because yeah. roasts are great, because they're about 20 minutes of work, yeah. and then you just let it go for five hours, and you come back, and you're the hero. To about yeah, six it's true. Eat everyone. It's minimum work. I'm going to roast beef or roast chicken. I can do anything. Swirl off in your cake. <laughs> kitchen cake. What about a submarine sandwich? A U571 submarine sandwich. An actual submarine carved out of kebab meat. 
with a crew of 150 who have to eat their way out. I like that. Bon Jovi leading the way. Kebab <laughs> sauce in his hair. Yeah. That's too much. That's okay. too much. No, we want actual stuff that you want. We want actual stuff. I've rediscovered Special K. Delicious. Yeah. Really? Delicious. On its own, that's your idea. No, no, no. With wheat mix and, uh, and nuts and muesli right. and honey and bananas. Delicious. We are looking for recipes of your own creation. Tasty snacks. Listen, and don't don't worry if you think that this is the time to, if you want to use a fake name, because if you think it's weird or whatever it is, like Tone's Salt and Vinegar and Grapes, uh, you know, example was perfect. <laughs> if you like it, then it's okay. All right, let's share some love. All right, so the bloke with eight ball bearings uh, in the net. Give us a ring. What do they taste like? He used his real name. Yeah. But if you're eating salmon and chips and grapes, oh, you might want to adopt the food. What are you talking about? I just don't want people to think that they're too weird to ring in. <laughs> Call us with your tasty snack recipe. She thinks it's about Howard Jones. <laughs> That's why. That's what Richard reckons it's about. Counting crows. It's get this. It's on Triple M. It's in the vicinity of lunchtime. Maybe people haven't got any lunch ideas there. Absolutely right, Tone. Thank God for the get this listeners. Thank goodness. Hello, Evan. How are you? Good, boys. Yourself? We are starving. Talk us through a snack. Mate, it's called a nacho sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying that one. Hello, Brett. Oh, hey, Brett. How are you? Good, thanks. By yourself? Oh, I'm starving. What do you got? Mate, uh, steamed dim sims cut in half. Yeah. And on a sandwich, peanut butter and veggie mite. Then you put the dim sims in between, mate, and hold of the smoothness of the peanut butter and the veggie yeah. mite. Is that the problem if it's if they're fried? Yeah, that's it. But I mean, you can always throw in a bit of soy sauce on them too, mate, just for a bit of uh, bit of expansion on the flavour. In case there's not enough flavour, you <laughs> You're a connoisseur, Brett. I like it. Can we go yummier? John, how are you? Not too bad, mate. All right, I'm good, man. We'll talk us through a snack. Uh, mate, yeah, one night there, a bloke there, a mate of mine, uh, we made a sandwich, I think it was ham, oh, yeah, ham, cheese, tomato, um, pizza shapes, so I think I had some uh, pickles, like pickles spread on there as well. Oh, I'm running a little wreath myself. So, but it's, 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 a, it's, a ham, it's a big mix of ham sort of wrapped around the crunchiness of a pizza shape in a sandwich. Mm. Yeah. That's awful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've yet to hear anything elaborate or would say no to, though. Oh, yeah, at this point. <laughs> Hello, thanks, John. Hi, Neil. How are you? Good day. Uh, talk us through it, mate. Uh, well, um, it's a bit of a snack one. It's uh, not for the meal of the day. No. But um, uh, you get your cheesels yeah. or your cheese twisties yeah, yeah, yeah. and you follow it down with some caramello chocolate. Oh. <laughs> How can you turn your nose up at this? I don't like this one, Tone. <laughs> Try it. Give it a go. No, but aren't you, uh, don't you have like a sort of chemical cheesy residue in your mouth when the caramel and chocolate dives in? Oh, yeah, but it just sort of subsumes it and takes it all with it at the same time and, and it's a nice nice feeling at the end. It's, it's a good movie-watching meal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like a huge food orgy going on in your oh, mouth. Everyone's invited. It's a short bus on phone. Oh, there you go. Hey, thank you. I know, that's <laughs> very unpleasant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Paul. How are you? Paul. Oh, g'day, guys. Hey, listen, this is a bachelor food. It's um, 
curry tuna on toast. It's got um, wow. onion in it yeah. and with soy sauce. Ooh. Yeah. And um, yeah, she's good bachelor food. Yeah, well. All Fury there with the whole steering tuna tie. Is it name like Fury? Are you not wearing a cape, sir? Um, I could be wearing a cape. Yeah, I'd like to think so. As they get out of the of the joint. Thank you, Paul. Lynn, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, Lynn, talk us through it. It's not something I've done for over thirty years. We used to eat our. Meat pies with chocolate Freddo frogs. We just put the meat out and eat it. We create a chocolate pie. Christopher Walken demanding more cowbell. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we're gonna do it now. Oh, it makes like sense. Guess what? I got fever. The only prescription is your cabin. Lover boy working for the weekend. On Monday, here and get this around the nation. Some more of that applause. Come on, for Tim Minchin. Just walking around. Yeah, yeah. need applause. Totally. Look what I did. I shot. Put a lot of buttons you've got, Mr. Mars. Just push one at random. Um, what you're looking for is a boot in the arse. People want that for a ringtone. we better get that up on the website, Nikki. Mm-hmm. That's how people want to answer their phone. Hey. Were you going to say? No, I was going to ask how the ringtone gallery was going. Yeah, oh, it needs updating. Do you, I mean, being a musician, uh, Tim, do you find is it hard choosing a ringtone for your phone? There's a lot of pressure there. Um, no, I always use my own stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I think it's really oh, cool. To, it's it's cool. Cool. <laughs> this sounds good. Who wrote that? So oh, every time the phone rings, it's the plug. Yeah, basically. Right. No, I think I, I want to get into creating ringtones. It's actually why I'm doing comedy. Oh, oh, I started out in the music industry. Eventually, if you really work hard in comedy and music, you can get to ringtone. Yeah, so yeah, you, know, right. you can retire. It's yeah. crazy Frog's stand-up act. It was amazing. Oh, <laughs> man, well, I mean, he sold out a bit because he used to do all that weird kind of um, magic stuff. He was a sword swallower yeah, originally. The crazy <laughs> frog. That's what stuffed up his voice. Exactly right. Crazy, <laughs> crazy Frog. The last stop, was it a year ago that you were here, Tim? Yes. And yeah. you were threatening to return to the theatre, I remember. And you did, didn't you, in Perth? I did. I went and did a play. How was that with proper actors? Do they look a bit down the nose, thinking that maybe... Because sometimes actors v comedians can turn ugly. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I was an actor before I was a comedian, uh-huh. sort of, but I was really nervous because I, I don't act very often because I do all this other stuff now. And it was it was good. It was really good. There's a, there's a guy called Dennis Olsen who played... Oh, it was doing Armadeus. Oh, yeah, yeah. played Salieri, which is this oh, huge yeah. role. And watching him do the craft, you know. I mean, he's a 70-year-old dude, and he, he just... It was really good learning experience, but it's actually... Um, I always go, oh, I want to do more acting, but actually it's not as fun as just standing up and saying what yeah. you want. Yeah. It's because you're stuck on the script. You mm-hmm. can't just, uh, you know, where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for a job? It's actually, it's actually like um, you're putting on a performance rather than having a conversation. So, yeah. you know, like you're, the, you're, there's no communication with the audience. Like James Mozart, he goes to get mental in that play, doesn't he? Because yeah. he for a bit of antics. Oh, there was certainly some antics, yeah. But they were antics as scripted. Scripted <laughs> antics. <laughs> so not even on, because, I mean, I've only really done uh, amateur theatre and of course if and you were wonderful you were so did you remember uh, that oh when he understudied Pontius Pilate still talk about it <laughs> I was the uh, amusing constable <laughs> in the uh, stage version of Tom Jones I'm and not going to do the word play on that never <laughs> once amused failed to amuse <laughs> night after night it's Monica to have the amusing And he doesn't appear till the end of the play. So you can see people who are falling asleep going, well, at least the amusing constable. Yeah, wait for that constable. He's going to be very amusing. And I think my first line was, hello, 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 what's all this then? <laughs> and uh, during the matinee, one, I think the first matinee we did, like a nine-year-old kid, I mean, hello, 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 what's all this then? And uh, he just went, tedious and unrealistic. So <laughs> <laughs> come back for that. It's good to get a review early so you can make the changes. <laughs> but hang on, uh, the final night of most amateur theatre plays, as I recall it, is a festival of pranks. Oh, people, wacky night. You know, yeah. stuffing up other people's cues and yeah. Uh, yeah. doing yeah. that. Coming on with a penguin in the pocket. Oh, my God. God. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did what? Well, actually, I've been in professional plays that have been worse than any... Because if you do a long run of uh, like an outdoor Shakespeare or something, everyone gets very yes. silly as they go on. And we had uh, we were trying to put movie titles into Shakespeare, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I got seven into one monologue. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember any Shakespearean text nor any movie titles. That'll slip right in there. Totally, that would work. Yeah, Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle. It's actually iambic pentameter. That's why they created it. Ninja Turtles, they rock. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, uh, you know, in the park. A bit. Well, wasn't there something Denzel Washington who was in Shakespeare oh, in the yeah, park? Yeah. He was actually mugged while waiting to go on. You're right. Uh, full Shakespeare. Who yeah. mugged Denzel Washington? Yeah. That's crazy. Morgan that Freeman. Grab his tights and his codpiece and off they went. Have you done that, Shakespeare in the park, Ed? 
Me? Yeah, you're a dog. Well, you've done some acting. No, I did. Going all coy now. I did. I, did, I played the grave digger in the uh, production of Hamlet in uh, in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Really, which theatre? Australian uh, Theatre for Young People, ATYP, oh, yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I did a bang up job. I, oh, I also played uh, guard number one. And one night I forgot to go on stage for one of my like jostling. And it, mattered, it mattered so little that they said, "Don't bother next time either." Oh, it was noticed because I had to jostle someone. Some guy sitting there going, just had to jostle himself. Had to hold himself. Ladies had to hold himself back. And the review said, I don't know about this dancing ladies. And they never forgave you and you had to run away to Melbourne. Here I am. Ed Cavalier, he's self-jostling. Let's talk more to Tim Minchin about, not about what he did last year. Let's talk about what he's doing now. We'll do that next one. Get this. Saw you the other night on Specs and Specs, oh. and uh, tonight the gala, the comedy festival gala. Yeah, on tonight. I did a, I did a couple of songs at the gala, oh, and yeah. I want to see what they've edited out. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit close to the Oxfam bone. Oh really? What is? Oh, who knows? I think they liked it. Yeah, but they do a bit of uh, tidying up, don't they? They really do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a long show. It's three hours show, yeah. and they have to get it back to an hour and a half. Or yeah. so. But what about your show that you're doing at the Comedy Festival in Melbourne? What What are you up to there? Well, <laughs> rather cheekily, given that I've been in the comedy game for two years, I'm kind of doing a best of. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh the memories. It's almost a, it's almost a, a final tour. Okay. Um, no, but if people haven't seen you before, I can... Well, that's it. I, 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 um, I feel like I've done these two, this couple of full-on years where I was writing and stuff, and I've, I've recently moved to London and had a baby and stuff, and been touring in the UK, wow. and I haven't had time to write, and I really wanted to come back to Australia for this festival yeah. sort of season, and I thought lots of people haven't seen my stuff, so as long as I advertise it honestly and don't pretend it's a new right. show, uh, then uh, people will come along and uh, enjoy the hits if they've seen it before. Enjoy the hits. Enjoy the hits. That's <laughs> how the light is in the air. Yeah, you know, the finish. You know the and what about my hits? The English, how do they take to you? I mean, uh, you've done well at Edinburgh. Yeah. And But is it, is it a different kind? I mean, in Edinburgh, they love Australian people because they yeah. assume we hate English people as much as they do. Right. But how, when you get south of the border, how do you go there? Look, um, um, England has been um, really good for me. Uh, I, I find the difference in audiences actually comes more within the countries like your city audiences generally can cop anything because they do on a daily basis in the underground, you know, but then you go out to your little regional things. And I've been touring regionally and they're a little bit, um, that's when you get your hate mail. Oh, uh, really? Well, well, not your hate mail, but why did you have to swear? You were quite uh, funny and nice on the piano. Why do you have to swear, <laughs> young man? <laughs> I don't have to swear yet. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, in Australia, it's the same. Um, yeah. You know, you go to a comedy festival, and of course, everyone's up for anything because yeah. they've seen the, all the, the the whole range of possibilities. Of yeah. the uh, whereas if you go out into your regionals, then you'll you'll lose a, a little percentage of the audience with you. And you find that out during the show. Uh, <laughs> the kind of thing where you start a song and go, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, it's, uh, Jesus and you know whatever. <laughs> this witty mix of Jesus and, and homosexual sex is not really not going down as well. Yeah. Well, that's hilarious because I do. I play in quite a lot of converted churches and quite a lot of my material is a, is a sort of converted church of its own. You know? <laughs> and then you go, uh, myself and Mick Malloy would place, do places like Bendigo yeah. and, you know, it's just a lot of fruity jokes for, uh, you know, two hours. But people would come along in suit and tie. Yeah, yeah. It was just a night out. Yeah. Well, I just did His Majesty's in Perth, and it's a beautiful... Oh, yeah. It's one of the most beautiful theatres in the country, and it's my hometown, so I was thrilled to be there. But you really get the feeling for the first half hour, the audience is going, whoa, we're at the theatre. And then you have to kind of earn them back into their pub mentality. <laughs> you sort of go, nah, you're not, guys. It looks like a theatre, but it's just me doing stupid bum yeah, uh, have a chook raffle to start <laughs> off. <laughs> Get everyone, oh, right, here you go. Out the chocolate wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Betty. Now, back to Jesus. <laughs> have you ever been run out of town? Have you ever gone somewhere? I know the, uh, the puppetry of the penis boys literally run out of town in a few small towns in Australia. Who's running them out of town? Like, honestly, Puppetry of the Penis, they're pretty clear about what product <laughs> they're <laughs> You can turn up to their show expecting um, Ed being the dancing guard in Hamlet and you really haven't read your program at all. Yeah. What were they thinking? It was a metaphor for something much cleaner? <laughs> I thought it was a bit of Ian Esco. Yeah, something like that. 
No, I don't know there. I bet they would be running out before they even got into the theatre. I suspect. Oh, they're right. Cape like, they're Cape Wearers. Oh, they're Cape Wearers. Yeah, they're yeah. Cape It's always capable in that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those guys wear capes in a way that no one's ever worn a cape before. Wow, it's a very... Because I was... I ushered for that show in Sydney. Oh, really? So I saw it 30-something times in a row, and I've never seen a crowd more just like disgusting yeah yeah like they would come they would come balls 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 are funny I always thought they were disgusting but they're funny I can't believe it and they come out and like wide eyed frenzy just trying to grab stuff and there was the usher who had to work on the the, the front door yeah Uh, I was sort of down in the aisles he would get Massively groped every single night. Are you gonna have a go? Hey, 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 hey! I, 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 for two years in a row, have done the show after them in Edinburgh. <laughs> so they come down to the change room every night. Change room's kind of no, it's not like they hide behind the curtain. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I turn up to my show and they're sitting there warming up their scrotum, oh, no. doing these sort of stretches. And I, good day, boys. Good day, Tim. Oh, yeah. You gonna warm up the scrotum, Tim? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm just gonna do my finger exercises. <laughs> Tell you what, you warm up your scrotum. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here. Right, it's Fourth Act Central today here at Get This. When is it? No. Hey, you know, there's a song. Uh, we don't play it on this show, but you must know the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. Mm, mm, mm. According to Ed Cavalier, that's nonsense. Yep. You can always get what you always. want. Is that true? Yep. We're going to prove it. my series of tapes. <laughs> 600 bucks, that tape. You'll be laughing. All right, let's prove that. You want to stick around and play You Can Always Get Where You Want Him? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to I don't know what it is, but it's next. your capes, everybody. It is April here at Get This on Triple M. Tim Minchin is with us. He's impressed by how we're actually wearing bath towels around the neck today. Yeah. Mm. I feel like a sort of sexy foursome. Right. <laughs> Since we brought up puppetry of the penis wearing capes, mm. I sort of feel like we're overdressed. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, the point of a cape is it covers nothing. <laughs> That's except the back, which is the least. Yeah, what is the point of it? What is the, why were they invented? Don't ask that what now. They, what, I what, what's warm? I think it's warm. You're not boiling in here. Yeah. Right. You're just under a bath towel. I mean, yeah. in the old days, they weren't bath towels, mate. They, they were capes. They were woolen, weren't they? They were made of sheep. Yeah. Or sheep. Now you wonder why we were getting no entries. We want people to wear a cape to work for a full day. Send us a photo of you just going about your business, mm. and you'll be in the running for an iMac, a 24-inch iMac. Right? They still make them. <laughs> Still making those. <laughs> well, I've got the old uh, the iMac that's um, the, color, the bubbly one. Yeah, the bubbly one. Yeah, yeah. they were great. And remember when they yeah, came out? You just could not conceive of a time <laughs> when we would get cooler than that. <laughs> so true. It was the height. It was like I've got a green one. I've got a, there's a red one coming out. Mm. What? Yeah. Oh no! How is there possibly a red one? I'm gonna change up and repaint my house. <laughs> There was, I reckon, 10 months after I bought it, and I bought it when it first came out. Yeah. Guy came around to my house to fix it, and he's going, Oh, still got one of the originals, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That old <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, now those maps date movies. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 everyone in every well, film yeah. ever went, Oh, we've got to get one of those newfangled maps yeah. for our movie. Yeah. And now you watch a movie and go, Oh, so embarrassing. And, and mobile phones, which mobile phone they have yeah. dating yeah. movie? Didn't yeah. the guy in Die Hard have the, brie- the briefcase one? Yeah. yeah. The briefcase. Alan, Alan, and how the briefcase and cigar is. That's movie. <laughs> <laughs> how little or much hair he's got, but yeah. it fluctuates from film to film. <laughs> how, how, how well they've painted his head. I don't see how this is uh, helping us get to where. Oh, yes. Seamless. Okay, so I've been saying uh, in private life, I can't remember if I said it on air, but I want to join a soccer team. I want to, you know, go and play some sport, you know, get out there and see some sunlight. Because pretty much these days, Tim, the weekend is just right. Friday after work, DVDs, Monday, back to work. Right, so I've got to, to branch out a little bit, but I think I've seen everything on YouTube. Uh, uh, people, everything. Yeah, I, still, I need some more people. You've done YouTube. I've done it. I've watched YouTube. I've watched YouTube. I saw that. Until someone else kicks someone else in the nuts and puts it up there, I ain't got nothing. So, so but anyway, an email arrived today, Tone, through you from our friend Tony Wilson, yes. saying that he's got a soccer team. 
And then he'd like me to join. He's got his own height. Wow. My height, they're going to put my height to good use. I'm a, I'm a menace in the box, Rich. Great. Oh, I'm a menace. Uh, so, yes, I'm joining, and I got what I wanted, and it's great. And so, applying that theory, you've decided that in all things, in all life, mm. you can get what you want. Yes. If you do, <laughs> if you do extraordinary conclusion. If you do nothing about it, it will come to you. And so, surely this has been an example uh, for you, Tim. I mean, for me, I was so keen to get the Criterion uh, laser disc. <laughs> Of Spinal Tap. Now out of print. I know, Tim. The laser disc. Yeah, the laser disc. Do you still own a collection of laser discs? I do, but I'm. How many you got? Uh, I'm down to about 60 now <laughs> because, you know, slowly but surely the DVDs are replacing them. But there are certain ones that will never be replaced, like the Criterion <laughs> Spinal Tap. Now collectors order. That's for, I think, a million dollars on eBay. A million dollars? <laughs> maybe two million. Wow. With the genuine Spinal Tap. You know what, you know what Tony? When you, when you get into your 60s and they're doing like an antiques roadshow, but it's yeah. now called Laser Disc Roadshow, yeah. and you're just going to be there, oh, this is a fascinating one. You know, you made 1600. <laughs> that is a job that you've no. got. You're telling me. <laughs> Maybe David Dickinson could get on. Hey, that's a job for you. But then I got it signed by Harry Shearer oh. and Derek Small. Oh, oh, that was a good feeling. You got it. Yeah, I did actually. That was an example of getting what I wanted. That's mm. amazing. But it, I did. I'm constantly haunted by that episode of The Simpsons where they drive to the tip and there's a big pile of VHS cassettes. And then they go a bit further, and there's a big pile of laser discs. And then there's just an empty spot with reserve for DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it now? HD DVD? What's going on there? I don't, I don't understand. Blu ray. Blue ray. The technology scares me. How much sharper do the pictures need to be? <laughs> really? They're making real life look all fuzzy. If it's a girl, you don't want people to see his hairline that closely. He doesn't want it on HD. I get into arguments with my wife where I just go, sharpen up! It's like, you're not stacking up to the two-dimensional version of yourself that I'd take yesterday. But you've got, okay, a wife and a kid. That's like, baby, yeah. That's what you wanted, I guess, an example of something. Well, I certainly, I certainly did some of the things that you do when, oh, you, okay. when you want a kid. Yeah. yeah. Just drop into your lap. And once you have a kid, you don't get all the, all the no. stuff you want. Yeah. Like sleep. Sleep or sex. Okay. Oh, really? You don't. Well, uh, look, look, I think everyone that has kids knows this and everyone that doesn't probably project, but after you have a kid, you don't actually have a great deal of sex. Really? Not for quite some time. I would have thought you guys would be like, well, we're obviously good at it. This is paying off. <laughs> I, was, I, was at, um, I was away in Perth and um, my, my wife and my baby were here in Melbourne recently and I thought, you know, the baby's a few months old and I thought, oh, I might start a bit of sort of harmless flirting yeah. with my wife. Get a bit of frizzle happening and then when I get back to Melbourne, maybe we'll fall into each other's arms. Yeah. And I, I sent a text to her saying, you know, something like, I want you yeah. Yeah, sexy or something and she sent me on back saying the baby just vomited in my mouth. Come on, Wayne. Is that an example of hand? I don't know. But listen, call us up. Tell us an example of well, where you actually for once did get what you actually wanted. One triple three five three. Thank you, Adam. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hello, boys. How are you? We're great. What have you, what have you got? 
Yeah, I wanted to get my mate something good for his 21st. I didn't, didn't have a hell of a lot of money. And mm-hmm. uh, I've turned up at a... Uh, Harry Shearer was at like a, a Simpsons exhibition in Sydney, mm-hmm. signing all these really expensive Simpsons cells. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have much cash, so I've, I've grabbed like one of the one of the uh, cardboard posters and uh, he's, uh, he's written on it uh, to, uh, to Matthew. Hope to have an excellent 21st. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and down, down the bottom, Tony, he's written, uh, does this mean we're not doing Stonehenge tonight, Derek Small? Oh, wow. He's on for it. And did you do the voice? Did you do a bit of yes? No, he did, he did. And I needed to say uh, my mate was most impressed with the cheap present. Well done, man. That's priceless. Harry Shearer sounds like the sort of guy who just just spend his whole life just doing the right the right thing by people. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. I totally understand that you want to hear me do that voice, and I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But his own voice is uh, very good. Yeah. I always remember. Did you ever see uh, uh, Harry Shearer on the panel? I think the day that Rupert Murdoch announced he was uh, marrying Wendy Ding. Did you ever see that? No, I think so. And, uh, you know, Harry is the person who causes all that trouble. You know, when yeah, you yeah, see the, the Simpson yeah. actors going out on strike, yeah. that's all led by Harry. So yeah, there's always a war going on between them, and the, they ask him on the panel, how do you think that wedding is going to go? And uh, Harry goes, I think Wendy Ding will look very nice in black. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he will say anything if prompted. Oh. <laughs> and on that cheery note, hi, Peter, how are you? How are you, guys? Yeah, really good. What have you got? Uh, it took me 12 years to find it, but uh, an original Australian pressing of uh, the Beatles single, Tom Give Madonna Han, she lived it, which is the German, I want to hold you and she loves you. Oh. Where did you find it after the 12 year search? I found it on eBay auction. Somebody from Holland alerted me to it, and I actually bought it later on in the track that sold it to me later on. But what it was, there's only been about 2,000 of them printed. It was the only Beatles single on Python that never charted. Oh, and how much did you pay for it in the end? 150 bucks. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, to hear the Beatles sing their worst song in German, I'd pay, I'd pay more than that. <laughs> but you wouldn't be playing it, though, I hope. No, the thing about it is that what, what made it great was that it completed my Australian Beatles collection. Oh, wow. It that's it was the only one I didn't have. But what now? I mean, is your life just empty? Is there nowhere to go? Have you got all of Mika's oh, work? I'm, no, I'm actually going after the uh, albums, the original albums. Oh. I've, got, I've got really huge stuff, and I'm actually going after original pressings. Have you got the one where the Beatles have got, uh, you know, cuts of meat hanging all over them? What was that one no, yesterday? That, that one's the, uh, the Holy Grail. Um, but it, that usually goes around between between five to, to 30 grand, depending on what condition it is. Wow. Yeah, I thought the Holy Grail was hunters and collectors. Yeah, no, it's a bit. Get it in your hand. Great. Oh, get what you want. 
All right, Tim, do you want to stick around for more rubbish? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah sure. Yeah, you've met our panel operator, Richard Martha. Yeah. I really like Richard Martha. Yeah, he's good in a cake. Such a big noter. Such a big noter. You heard his song earlier in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Feel like making love with me, Richard Marthlin. Yeah. Now, he's been trying to get onto US radio with his uh, lies about his resume. We'll prove it next on Get This. Oh, our boy here at Get This on Triple M. Tim Minchin is sitting in. And what is the name of your show, Tim? Um, oh, it has a swear word in it. Oh, okay. So effing rock. Oh, so effing rock. Yeah. That yeah. is. It's kind of a, a greatest hit. Yeah, it's just in the last two years of shows because I'm too lazy to write a new one. But they're quite fun. It's songs, you know. So no. It's not just songs. There's other stuff. There's, yeah, there's some gear in there. Like there's some, some gear. Yeah. Some gear probably, well, people yeah. come and see my shows sometimes and sometimes they laugh and have a good time. So, so maybe you out there can do the same. Should have a similar endorsement. It's the top night out. But, uh, you know, here's how the people in here like to spend their nights, Tim. BD uh, calling. Yeah. <laughs> calling radio shows in the United States. Now, this was a couple of weeks ago when, Richard, I think you were obsessed with uh, expressing the anal glands of your girlfriend's dog. Wasn't that trying to impress a lady? An ex-girlfriend's dog I had, in fact, yeah, expressed her dog's anal glands. Yeah, we hadn't. Um, we all? I hadn't heard that phrase before. That's home base. <laughs> expressing. Home base. <laughs> 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 everything, man. You can you sometimes get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're a dog. <laughs> but uh, this is a bit of a recording we got sent from a, a radio show in the United States, and uh, I don't know what you're up to, Richard, but it sounds to me like Ed may have sabotaged things. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Side and he's the host of something called Get This. We'll meet him next. They call him the Challenger, Mr. Marsland, who worked at a minute. I'm telling you, we're having a real problem catching him through. Don't worry, it's all part of the fun of the madhouse. I'm telling you, this Marsland cat, he's uh, faxed me through a little CV. Oh, well, it says he's done some money in the bed for the newspapers, something called uh, Dancing with the Stars. He was the creator of a thesis. Some of this has been added by somebody else in pencil. I can see that. I'm going to make him a little full state joke. But, uh, oh my God, he's. Uh, Piloting a new show. It's called Express Your Anal Glands. Uh, I can't tell if that's for real. But there's some good stuff here. He's recorded a dance single called Teabagging is My Fascination. He's quite some high step for this Mr. Mosland. He's got a new dance which uh, he's introduced. It's called I'm a Girl. I, I don't know. It's, he's in love with Matthew McConaughey. He's watched Failure to Launch. Over 700 times. Uh, well, uh, okay, we're going to have to come back to you on this one. We get some uh, pretty unusual people calling at this time of the night. Gavin Wood is the most spoken broadcaster from down under. He's up and just calling up to say, Bill Barrow. I have no idea what he's talking about, but he's a rootin' tootin' kind of guy, as is Richard Marsland. We'll be meeting him next. Stick around, he's Mr. Mister. I think you know how to do the Kyrie. Eventually getting through and talking to Bob, we'll be back. Yeah, sure, I did. Didn't end with dancing with the stars. Bob will be back. He just sounds so sinister. There's this weird laughter in the background, like he's broadcasting from inside a ghost train. That was in the background. Hey, we've got more music, and then, despite the fact we're running late, we are going to wind up. We're not running that late. We're going to wind the show up probably in just a few moments. I get this. I get this. 